Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is a podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, also keynote and TEDx speaker and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information regarding all things related to positive psychology, my own spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, rejuvenating, all kinds of wellness-related information. And it's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners to the podcast know, my goal is to present informative and entertaining guests who lead their own lives enthusiastically and have different perspectives on helping us to become the best versions of ourselves that we possibly can. And certainly today's guest fits that mold. I'm very happy to present Altavis Pelzer. Uh, Altavis is a podcaster, an author, an Amazon influencer, and lots of other things uh, that we will be talking about. She can help us from her perspective to become better versions of ourselves. And let's learn about how. So Altavis, first of all, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited about this discussion. Well, it's great to have you here. So let me start out. I uh, introduced you as a podcaster, an author, an Amazon influencer. Pretty sure I know what a podcaster is since that's what we're doing now. Uh, pretty sure I know what an author is since I've been one, uh, hopefully still am. But tell us a little bit about what it is to, to be an Amazon influencer. I'm glad that you asked because it's still fairly new. Uh, of course, the influencer term is one that you see across social media. It just means someone that has influence on whatever platform they may be on. Uh, as an Amazon influencer, it takes a bit of a twist because we all know Amazon is a app where you can go and buy just about everything. <laughs> and uh, the influencers there do a couple things. We create videos, uh, video content for different products on the actual platform. We actually have a shop. Uh, each of us have our own individual shop of products where we have idea lists and the videos, pictures as well. But the other piece of it is, is we get to actually live stream right on the Amazon app. So I can go live and be in front of people all over who are already on the app shopping. Really interesting. So when you go live, what kinds of things do you talk about or do or sell or whatever? So it, I tend to do a lot of home items, home good items and tech items. They work really well with the community that is uh, being built on that particular platform. But there are some that they do fashion, they do makeup. There are some that they just do toys. Uh, and so you can really niche down and pick your own area and just go all in. And the other piece of it is we get first <laughs> first uh, row access 
to a lot of the vendors and brands that are already right there on Amazon. So it adds, you know, another revenue stream for us as well. So if somebody wants to find you there, how since apparently you're not the only influencer there, uh, if somebody wants to find you, how, how would they go about it? So they would just go to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Altavis Unmuted. Okay, great. We'll have all the contact information in the show notes, but let me turn a little bit to a, a little different topic. Your, uh, your book has an interesting title, uh, Unmuted. Who is it written for? Who uh, is who needs to be unmuted and how do you go about it? So it's interesting because I found that it was written for more people than I had ever imagined. There are so many people around the world that have become muted because of life circumstances, homelessness, abuse, divorce, the death of a loved one. And so those different milestones, those different uh uh, mile markers, we'll call them, have really made an impact on a lot of people's lives, meaning they've now become muted and feel less than. Uh, they now become muted and don't feel as though they have something to add to this world, add to conversations. And this particular book is several stories of women who have been in that very same predicament. I'll give an example. One of the co-authors, her story is as a younger child, she actually was the witness for her mother being murdered. And so it was her sister's father. Uh, but she was the key witness because she had witnessed some things that were out of the ordinary. And the father had said that the mother had just left. Well, in all actuality, that wasn't the case. And it was her testimony that allowed everything to come out. Well, she didn't tell right away, being muted, because as a child, she didn't think what she saw was something that needed to be told or, you know, that she, that she had witnessed <laughs> something so severe, of course. But it was a few weeks afterwards that she actually said what she saw and she told a family member and that family member immediately called the police. It was because of that he actually was caught. They did find the mother's body and he went to jail. Boy, that's pretty dramatic. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it usually something so extreme that leads to being muted or, you know, is it kind of, could it be just the way you're treated or not encouraged to talk? Or is it, it usually a reflection of something that pretty, pretty significant that happened? Now, while that one is pretty significant, there are other things. It can be uh, a coach saying something negatively against, you know, what you've been working on. Everybody, because we're individuals, Everybody responds differently. We have different mindsets. We have different triggers when it comes to what makes us happy as well as, well as what makes us sad. And so what may be um, a motivator for one person can actually be something 
that completely tears another person apart. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of it, we never really know how somebody is going to take whatever it is we say or do. And so becoming muted can happen just from an angry parent. At the moment where you felt like you needed love, the angry parent was going through something in a moment of frustration and pushed you away. Well, now when somebody else, when anybody's angry around you, you feel like they don't want to be bothered with you. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Does that then lead to kind of a general muting or is it possible that some of this gets hidden because the person could be outgoing about other things uh, uh, that aren't related to this uh, significant thing? Oh, we can do really well with putting on a mask. Mm-hmm. We can put on a mask and have the whole world thinking that everything is amazing. That's one of the downfalls of social media, right? Because on social media, you get kind of the IG story, the IG pictures and everything's going well. And then behind closed doors, everything's falling apart. Uh, We've been taught as a society to kind of pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Uh, You're supposed to get over it, get on with it. Life still goes on, but we're doing so and we're wounded. And so that means that anybody we come in contact with, we're coming in contact with them from a place of pain. And so in order for us to kind of hide that sometimes, we will put on a mask. We will smile and make it seem like everything is just a-okay, but that's not always the case. There's time has to go through and, you know, some people go to counseling and other people have other means of dealing with it that may be positive and that may be negative. But there are many people around the world that are walking around with a mask on right now because they've been muted in some part of their life. I can even take it to another extreme of when we think about those who have been in poverty. Well, part of that poverty mindset is feeling like I'll never have anything more than what I have right now. So I have to hold it, right? And I would never say that out loud. That's not something that you go and just tell people but it allows you to be muted and stay muted because now you won't ask for what you really want. You'll just accept what's given to you. And your book, I know, is directed at or tells stories of of women in this regard. Is it an equal opportunity kind of mutism? Do do men, uh, if you know, do men have this as an issue as as well as women or just? Most definitely. And so Unmuted was my second anthology uh, through my brand and company. And the first one was A Stage of Their Own. And I actually have one of the co-authors from that book. His name is Michael. Well, Michael, his very first child passed away. Uh, I think not too long after birth. And we had been working through some things and he had been in some of my classes. And when he told his story, it was a story of the father's perspective of losing a child. Now, since then, they've had two other beautiful children. But there's still that story that was never told because that's usually not something that you go and you ask the father how they're doing. 
a lot of people go to the mother and check on the mother. And so, you know, we had been talking about it. He told his story and he put it in the book. And then after that, man, I, he started, he was doing all types of, like, it just exploded to a whole nother level where he was being asked to go and speak at different programs where it was for uh, couples who had lost a child. Uh, he wrote two more books after being in a stage of their own, the anthology that we were a part of. And he's just like, if we have, if we would have never went through the process he was like, I don't think I would be as comfortable in telling my part of the story because yes, and his wife still has a part and she may not have even told all of her part just yet. But for him, he's now gotten to a point where he understands that him telling his story can help somebody else become unmuted or it can help somebody else at least have comfort and heal from that same exact situation. Well, intellectually, it sounds sounds good, uh, but how, from a practical standpoint, how do you work with people or how, are there one or two or three general principles that people should be aware of if, if they recognize this within themselves? And I don't know if people recognize it until it's, identified by by somebody or something that happens but in general how how is this dealt with so i would say there's there are three ways that you can definitely move through this process the first thing is being honest with yourself about where you are there's a lot of times where we feel as though oh i've you know oh i've buried that i've you know i've i've, I've gotten past that but in all actuality, when we bury something, think about it as a seed. When you bury a seed, what happens? It grows. And so now it has roots in how you love, in your heart, how in your eyes and how you see things. Its roots go through your mind and how you think. And so anything you've been through, if you've not gone through a process of uprooting it, it's become a seed and it affects how you are as a whole. So first and foremost, we have to be honest with ourselves about where we are. Now, I get it because we, we are, you know, the parents, we're a spouse, we're a child, we're, we're, we have so many hats that we wear uh, from our day to day. Sometimes we don't really have the safe space to be able to say, this is where I am. So that leads to number two, is finding the safe space to say, this is where I am. That may mean therapy. That may mean a counselor at your church. That may mean, even to begin with, it may just mean a good friend that you can be honest and open with. The part about that that's so important is I have to trust that person. And so going to them, that's showing a lot of trust, but you can, you can make sure that it's gonna be someone that you can trust before that. This is not you just going up to some stranger sometimes, although there have been people that have done that. This is you going up to somebody who they can embrace you at the moment. The next thing, and this is a valuable one for men and for women, write it down. There is a healing 
process that takes place when you write things down. Uh, literally, you you hear, your, you see your thoughts, right? And sometimes you'd go back and look at that and go, what the heck did I write? <laughs> but I tell people that it's called a brain dump. And so when you have this aha moment, this moment of clarity within yourself, you sit down, you get a pen, you get a paper, and you just write. Don't try to make it perfect sentence structure. Don't worry about if you spell all the words right. Just write. That may lead to you journaling. That may even lead to you writing a book. But if you start by just going ahead and getting everything that's in your head onto paper, you will see a transformation. And that transformation may be very little at first. But I'm going to tell you one of the things that I saw when I started doing this. Somebody said to me, it's good to see you happy. And I thought that was a weird statement because I was like, well, what was I before? <laughs> what was I before that? Was I not happy? What was going on? But we wear our emotions in our face. And again, remember, what we tried to bury is a seed. So again, it affects how we speak, how we see things, how we respond and react. And so when we go through that process, now there's a freedom that comes with that. And so now our shoulders aren't up here. We're relaxed. Now we're sitting up. Now we're smiling more. And I can tell you, when I went through that process for myself, I my cheeks would hurt so much because I laughed more than I had ever laughed because I understood what it meant to be free and what it meant to really have some joy. Great. I mean, this is this is really terrific information. So we've talked a little bit about the Amazon influencer bit, the uh, author part. Tell us about your podcast. Yes, it's funny because I didn't realize it in the beginning, but my podcast has been a way for me to unmute people as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, it, it kind of runs through everything I do. Uh, but the hashtag Speakeasy Podcast, I've been podcasting now for six years. I absolutely love it. Uh, but I get to talk to amazing people from all over the world and they share their stories. I keep the episodes pretty short, like 20 minutes to 30 minutes. In the beginning, it was like an hour long, you guys. But I try to keep it short and get to the actual like foundational pieces uh, what they went through, how they overcame the good, the bad, the ugly. Okay. Uh, and I've had people share with me some of the most amazing stories from people that have been on Shark Tank to six and seven figure CEOs, authors, speakers, entrepreneurs who are just getting started, entrepreneurs who have been in the business for 20, 30 years. And there's always some amazing things that you can learn when you have conversations. And so the hashtag speakeasy podcast is you coming and sitting at the table with us to be a part of the conversation. You always get some good stuff. You might get some good giggles in as well, but it's definitely a way to impact other people to elevate in your life and your business. That's terrific. Well, you obviously are very unique. I mean, your, your set of skills and, and the directions in which you've taken them. 
I'm always interested in people's journeys to how how they became who they are. And, uh, you know, I, I know uh, I don't think you can go to college and major in how to unmute people or stuff like that. Uh, I don't think you can even learn to be a podcaster in college. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, if you could share what a, a little bit of, that you're comfortable about in terms of your own background that got you to this this very unique place that's one of my favorite stories to tell so in 2015 i had a conversation with my oldest daughter about trust i am the mother of two amazing young women now who are victors over molestation and i myself am a victor over molestation but the difference was is i never told anyone my girls did and so it was a very different experience. But during that time, I was attempting to help them through something that I still had an open wound from. So fast forward, 2015, we're having this discussion and I blurt out that I had been molested as well. Oh my goodness, we cried, we held hands. It definitely was a different experience for sure. But it led to something different for me. That was my moment of becoming unmuted. Now, fast forward a little further, I said, okay, my daughter and I are talking and she said that was one of her most proud moments of me because she felt like she was not alone, that she had somebody that she could confide in or that somebody that understood what she was going through. And I said, if, that, if I could do that for my daughter, what would that do for other women as well? And so I just decided, you know what, 2016 is going to be new year, new me. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to speak. I'm going to, I'm going to do all of these different things. And it was interesting because 2015, December 31st, I was evicted from my home. The day before I'm supposed to do these amazing, like so amazing things. And I'm pulling everything to the curb. Um, frustrated. We put everything in storage. We moved into the second bedroom of a good girlfriend's two-bedroom apartment, myself and four children. And man, I was frustrated. But I had a moment because I said, January 1st, I had already booked a flight to go somewhere. So do I have my pity party? Because we, we do that often, right? We, we have pity party. I won't deny that I still sometimes may have a pity party or two. Um, or do I go and move forward into whatever this is? And I made the decision for the first time to move forward in spite of what I was going through. I go ahead, first flight, no problem. Second flight, there's no group number on my ticket. So I'm a creative, but I'm like, I, I can create a story in a, a, a drop of a pen. And so in my mind, I'm going to jail. <laughs> the ticket is fake. And I, even though they printed the ticket and handed it to me, I'm going to jail. The ticket is fake. But I go ahead. I let the people at the booth know there's no group number on my ticket. They said, no problem. Just go in with group two. I said, okay. They call group two. I get up. I stand in line. And they call my name <laughs> over the loudspeaker. And immediately I'm looking outside to see if the TSA is coming down from a helicopter and the little cart coming through, like, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to jail. But I get to the booth and they hand me a brand new ticket. It's first class. 
Now, how can you go back after that? Like, how can you not move forward in whatever it is that you said you were going to do after you've been given a first class ticket as you were homeless? Wasn't quite expecting that story when I when I asked the question, but yeah, obviously it uh, demonstrated that you're not only very knowledgeable in what you're doing, but a terrific role model too. And uh, so I'm sure that lots of people could learn from you. How do people get in touch with you, and, and what things do you offer? I think you mentioned classes or things how, how do you work with people how do they get in touch with you where they get your books <laughs> you know stuff like that most definitely so you can go to my website www.iamunmuted.com uh, and there is a form there for you to fill out to get connected with me send me an email at contacts at altaviscolor.com is the other way that you can get in contact with me I take what I do very seriously because I've seen what it can do in people's lives. And so if it's something that I know that I can't help you with, I will always direct you into a, the, the, the perfect space for you to be able to find somebody that can help you with exactly what it is that you need. I've realized that I'm not for everyone <laughs> and that that's okay, but value your story because there is somebody out there that needs it. That's wonderful. And uh, again, it enables people to become the best versions of themselves and your willingness to acknowledge that, hey, there there may be other people out there that are uh, the, a better fit and so on. It's not, not something that everybody uh, in this field does. Uh, so, I mean, it's really, again, great role modeling. We'll have all the contact information in the show notes, but since I know that I misspelled your name at least once, I think I caught myself the second time, but uh, I know I did it at least once. Uh, for those who aren't show notes readers, uh, can you go through by and spell your first and last name for us before we quit. I sure will. It's Altovis, A-L-T-O-V-I-S-E. And the last name is Pelzer, P-E-L-Z-E-R. Okay, great. You got it right. I, I, I know now how to do it, so I know you got it right. Hey, Altavis, I really, really appreciate the time that you've spent with us uh, and how much of yourself you shared and how helpful you've been to others. So I really, really enjoyed this, but more importantly, really learned a lot. And I trust that my listening audience did too. So thanks once again. Really happy that we were able to connect here. And, Most definitely. Uh, I appreciate the offer to be able to come on and share. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's our pleasure and our benefit. And so this brings to a close another episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser, our wonderful guest, Altaviz Pelzer. Uh, we have all her contact information. She's a woman of many trades and uh many ways of helping us and certainly just uh, 
the stories of being able to unmute, to move forward. And, you know, I know a lot of people hold in a lot of important stuff, fearing that opening up will be worse. I think uh, Altavis has shown us that uh, that's not really the way it happens. So I hope that you enjoyed the podcast, that you will tell your friends about it, download, rate it, review it, and uh, be back next week when we have another really interesting guest that can help us all to live our lives with enthusiasm, become better versions of ourselves, and really continue to grow as individuals and make this world a better place. In the meantime, I hope you'll also, again, visit the Mental Health Gym website. And uh, if you haven't yet, I hope you'll pick up your copy of Rejuvenating with or rather rejuvenating the art and science of growing older with enthusiasm. You can get it the same place where you can find Altavis some of the time on Amazon. And in the meantime, let's all stay positive and let's make sure that we stay safe. See you next week. Uh, it's Dr. Ron Kaiser signing off. <laughs>